Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short form podcast of why I talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Erica Azafetti. So I took a vacation to Florida and it was just as hot and sticky as you would imagine a trip to Florida in June would be. I went in June because that's when my birthday was and my friend's birthday was right after. So that's the reasoning behind that. Otherwise, yes, it is very hot time to travel to Florida. But it was interesting for me because it was the first time I'd been in a tropical setting and it got me thinking about how environment plays a role in how people think and of course what stories they tell. So today I'm highlighting some YA books that take place in tropical settings. But before I get into that, let's hear from our sponsor. So years ago, in what feels like a different lifetime, I was studying for a standardized test. I read a passage, and these passages, by the way, were taken from actual publications and journals and stuff. Anyway, so this particular passage was about how the environment adapts to people just as much as we adapt to it. So it's like the two things, or three things, flora, fauna, humanity, are kind of evolving and adapting to each other. So when I was in Florida, I started thinking like, I'm in this very different physical space. And I was noticing how just things were different. There were little lizards running around, which I was very much not used to. There were mangoes in the backyard at the Airbnb I was staying at. It was just a very different, different, like, interesting thing. The plants were totally different and really pretty. There were wild parrots squawking above me and stuff. So just being in this different physical space, I thought like, okay, let me seek out some YA books that take place in tropical settings because I want to see how this tropical setting could influence YA stories. And I found some really interesting books. Before we get to the books, though, I wanted to ask a quick question, a little riddle. What do S.A. Cosby, Khaled Husseini, Sarah Bakewell, and Yadan Israel have in common? If you didn't know, they've been guests on Book Riot's news podcast, First Edition, where BookRiot.com co-founder Jeff O'Neill explores the wide bookish world. To subscribe, search First Edition in your podcast player of choice. Okay, so the first book I have for y'all is titled The Moonlit Vine by Elizabeth Santiago, illustrated by Mackenzie Mayle. And this one is so cool and has a lot of interesting Thai new history. I say it's cool. Y'all know I think books are cool in general, but I love books that teach me some history about, I don't know, anything, any kind of histor- historical topic about something I didn't know. And I love learning about history in this way because it feels immersive and I re- find that I retain it a lot. And I just think like history is an interesting topic to me. So that's my little opinion on that. So this has a lot of Taino history and folklore. The Taino, if you are unfamiliar, are in a group of indigenous people from what is now known as the Caribbean. But how do they relate to the protagonists in the book, you may wonder? Well, 14-year-old Taina, who appears to have the world resting on her shoulders with having to take care of her granny, who has Alzheimer's, and her little brother when her mom is at work... So you may have realized or noticed Taina sounds like Taino for good reason. Taina is Taino. 
But not just that, her grandmother tells her one day that she is a direct descendant of Anaka Ona, this fierce Taino warrior leader and poet who was murdered by Spanish conquistadors in the 1500s. So her grandmother also gives her this amulet and a carving that was actually made by Anaka Ona called a zimi. Zimis are these sacred objects in Taino culture. So Taina, or Tai, is her nickname. Tai doesn't believe her grandmother at first. But as she comes to learn more about her history, she steps into this power her grandmother told her she had. And this power is very much needed, y'all, because everything is in flames around Ty. Her family is struggling financially. Her older brother got in trouble at school and got sent to live with their father, leaving Ty as the only one to take care of their grandmother and little brother while their mother is at work all day. Like I mentioned before, there's gentrification going on in the neighborhood, as well as the racism that comes with it. There's police brutality. Just a lot, basically. But Ty becomes more acquainted with her power and ends up using it to help others, as her ancestor, Anna Kalona, would have wanted. And there is some really great black and white art throughout the book, and these really interesting chapters that show Taino people's history. And again, this is my, this kind of book is my favorite way to learn about history. So definitely pick it up. The Moonlit Vine by Elizabeth Santiago, illustrated by Mackenzie Mayo. The next one I have is Your Corner Dark by Desmond Hall. And in it, Franklin Green is about 18 and living in Jamaica when he gets a scholarship to a university in the U.S. where he'll be able to pursue his dream of becoming an engineer. But as you will see if you pick this one up, it is really hard leaving a poverty-stricken small town because as he's preparing to leave the town for the U.S., his father is shot by a bullet that wasn't even intended for him, so it's an accidental shooting. This happens at an election party I believe his uncle was throwing. Now, his father needs life-saving medical treatment that no one can afford. Franklin can't afford it. So what options does he have to help his father, like, to survive? He doesn't have many options. Small town, remember, um, they're poor, they're struggling. And what he does do is he joins what's known as a posse in the area, Stateside, we call them gangs. So he joins his uncle's gang, basically, and suddenly finds himself like so many other desperate boys and young men in the area. He also starts dating a crush of his, Leah, whose father is a crooked cop who is in cahoots with his uncle. And with everything changing, Franklin is still determined to leave, but now he has to adjust to his new life and adapt or drown, essentially. I saw somewhere that the phrase, your corner dark, is a Jamaican phrase that basically means between a rock and a hard place, which perfectly describes Franklin's situation. So again, that is Your Corner Dark by Desmond Hall. The last one I have for you is Wild Blood by Lauren Blackwood. This is another one that is based in Jamaica, but is a lot more fantastical. Also, the cover art is really pretty. I love it. It's illustrated. It's got bright colors, which is pretty. So it follows 18-year-old Victoria, who is a wild blood. Now, wild bloods are a group of people who have these amazing powers, but are treated poorly by society. I've seen some say they're treated like second-class citizens, but I feel like it's worse than that because Victoria was kidnapped at like six years old by the company that she currently works for called Exotic Lands Touring Company. And to me, that just sounds like a different flavor of slavery. So, yeah. I mean, she's currently 
now seeking a promotion from them. So there, there's some agency there, but the fact that they were able to kidnap her and have her work there and that's just fine. It's just like, all right. So what the company does is they basically help guide these rich and wealthy clients through the Jamaican jungle and OMG, what a setting the jungle is. So like, I don't know if you agree or disagree on this, but I personally love when a physical setting is basically its own character in a book. And the jungle in this book is like that. It's sentient. It has all manner of creatures, monsters, spirits, and ghosts. And it's just really an interesting concept. And it just really comes alive in this book. So back to Victoria. She wants to move up at her company and she is actually doing promotion. She's like the strongest and most powerful wild blood and stuff, but she is passed over for the company's owner's white passing adopted son, Dean, who is also her ex. And what a nasty piece of work he is, by the way. Okay. So when the company takes on a new client, a gold miner named Thorn, Victoria is smitten as a kitten and must impress this new client in order to advance in the company. Luckily, he's pretty chill and also likes her. So they hit it off. But them hitting it off doesn't mean they'll be a hit in the jungle, though, if you know what I mean. And she's got to make it out of this journey she's on alive. Romance or not, promotion or not. It's like, you know, priorities, girl, basically. So this is like a fast paced, imaginative Jamaican folklore story. Pretty cool, pretty interesting. Again, that's Wild Blood by Lauren Blackwood. Thanks so much for tuning in today, as well as our sponsor for making the day's show possible. You can follow me on Twitter at Erica underscore easy underscore. And very big shout out to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making me sound great. We'll see you next week on the main podcast where I will be joined by Tears of Price. Until next week, happy reading. Happy reading.